Blog Talk Radio. of Archivist Bets on Sexy, which is a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective, and I am the head entrance. Oh, I'm barely alive, but I am standing tall on the heap of swag that is what's left of the carnage of Scares That Cares Weekend, Charity Weekend, number four. We laughed, we cried, we were slaughtered. We were hot. We were hungry. We were very hot and hungry consistently. But we, we had survived. a fire alarm. We, per- we had a fire alarm. We were evacuated. We ah. persevered, and we are still here. And so we are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about San Diego Comic-Con with my cousin Aaron. We are going to talk about the two, our two favorite media conventions, and we both just, everybody just got back from them, hot off the presses. So much to get through, and so let me first introduce my sexy witches, uh, my first co-host. She resides in Clifton Forge, Virginia, a regular on the East Coast, East Coast Horicon circuit. You would have definitely seen her over at Scares the Cares because she had bright blue hair, and everyone loved it. And that was great. It was really awesome. <laughs> like my friend, they would come up to me and go, hey, who's your awesome friend with the blue hair? We need to talk to her. I'm like, she went that way. Okay, bye. You know, that was really awesome. So anyway, it happened quite a few times. Like, Erin, the sexy porn witch, welcome to another edition of Sexy Witches. How are you doing? Erin, I know you're there. She's not there. Erin. Erin! See, I always call the wrong one first. Erin, are you there? Now I'm here! Yeah! There we go! I'm saying, I'm here! I'm here! Can't you hear me? You're sober! She was in the the phantom zone. I could see her, but I couldn't touch her. Oh no, but now she's free. The dreaded friend zone. How are you, how are you doing? Are you recovering from your convention crush? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I guess not. That sounds like no. And uh, I guess I'm not recovered. <laughs> okay, oh. recovering. So she's kind of there. Okay, we'll come back work now. Like other work in progress. <laughs> oh my god, same here. Um, so way over on the other coast. In Seattle, Washington, we have my other sexy witch. She's a visual artist, a writer for Living Dead Magazine, an aspiring filmmaker, published author. She's a horror film Greek of the extreme. 
and a regular participant in live action role plays. Look for her wolfy attitude and her personal writings on her popular blogs and her recently relaunched YouTube channel. And find her art on her store envy page called Meryl Minded Crafts. Please welcome to the show our sexy were witch, Queenie Todd. How are you doing? So, Queenie, yeah. Queenie, I want to tell you something. Yes. You you need to watch the gorgeous ladies of West Point. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she's on it. She is in it. Yeah. You are in it. Somebody saw what? you and wrote your part. You are in it. <laughs> Who did that? I am not kidding. How many people just just say yay agree with what I'm saying right now in this group? Yay. I know Tommy's seen it. The others, I guess, haven't yet. But yes, not watch yet. the gorgeous ladies. Okay, watch the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. You're gonna. I'm not gonna go into it anymore. You'll know her when you okay. hear. I right. I was floored. I kept going. How can this even be possible? And. The more I got to know that character, the more she reminded me of you. It was like somebody had saw oh. you and inspired, and it's really cool and sweet. So you'll love it. Um, oh, so, I'm flattered. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, we'll get back to you in a minute. We got okay. a lot to get through. So I'm going to move on to my LA correspondent, also on the West Coast somewhere, hiding. In this case, he's buried his head <laughs> somewhere in Buena Park, not too far from that Berry Farm, which. I am going to go with him and see him very soon. At we are going at least <laughs> at least on Sperry Farm, if not both him and Disney. We'll talk about that later. I'm pretty excited. Uh, but in the meantime, he's recovering from San Diego Comic Con, and well, let's just say he's one of the biggest geeks and the biggest feminists I know. Please welcome to the show my sexy warlock witch boy of Orange County, Aaron Cogan. How you doing? Hanging in there, surviving and uh, recovering slowly. Uh, so you're not you're not recovered yet either. <clears throat> not a hundred percent. But but you actually you actually gave blood, like you literally gave blood, right? I I gave plasma, so you know they they plasma. they pump it out of you, and then they pump it back into you, so you freeze, and you know you're in ninety degree San Diego weather, and you're Freezing. It's weird, man. <laughs> and of course, you know, it, it was five days. It was Wednesday through Sunday of geek death march. So, and and you know, I'm I'm the guy that holds the couch down and makes sure it doesn't go anywhere normally. So yeah, recovering now, recovering. Plus okay. all the booze. We're gonna have to talk about the booze. Oh, do we really have to talk about the booze? We have to talk about the booze. Yeah, we do. We have to talk about the yeah. Okay, okay. Well, let me introduce our other host tonight, and then we'll go ahead and talk about a few things. So, joining us again tonight uh, is my uh, guest host, and he is a metal musician and a horror fan, also to the extreme. Uh, listen to his show, The Necrocasticon, which blends horror and heavy metal properties with a common connection. And also listen to him on the Curtain Jerkers. It's a professional wrestling podcast. They're all part of the Project Entertainment Network. And please welcome back to the show, Mr. Token Tommy Clark. How are you doing, sir? Welcome again to Sexy Witches. I, I, finally, I finally sobered up. 
after a weekend <laughs> of just drinking Jameson and nothing else. Which was really bad because it was so hot that I'm sure that that did yeah. contributed to our head, Russians. Man, oh my god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I still slept recovering all from Monday. the heat. It was swampy hot. It was so effing humid. Uh. Oh my god! You know what? I haven't been able to have that luxury. Unfortunately, uh, uh, I had to go straight to work, and oh, I've been no. working. I haven't had a day off, and I can't take one because I'm going to go to California on the second. So I well, it took pushing. It took my wife and I twelve hours to drive home from Virginia because of the traffic. Oh yeah, my god! No, it, I'm yeah. glad. And then the took, rain hit. Took us it was about nine hours. Uh, well, we got home at nine thirty uh, from there. For after three. it wasn't too bad, but we took a lot of back roads on the way down. It was pretty miserable though. Uh, we didn't have any air conditioning in the car, and it was a record heat wave, and and um, the traffic was bump and go. So the only way we could get it cold enough is to get up to speed, which we weren't able to do, all the way down to Fredericksburg on ninety five, which I should have known better. Uh-huh. So by the time we got down the scares of cares, I was already grumpy. Uh, you know, that was pretty bad. But then I got there and settled in and had some drinks and bumped into people, started talking. Next thing I know, it's time. You know, it's Thursday night and we're all having drinks at the bar. It was good. It was good, and I felt better. So Tommy, you helped with that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I was not. I was not in a good. I was not in a good mindset when I got there. I was worried for my kid. Uh, you know, it was really, really stressful drive. So, uh, fuck 95. That's all I have to say about that. Um, I think I'm flying next year. I think we're going to fly down next year because I'm tired of fucking driving. Well, you can fly down there or you can do it in stints, like like come down to us and then we can go down the back roads. It's a lot of fun from there if you know what you're doing. I didn't drive the back roads for a lot of stupid reasons that I regret. But I know really we drove took the back roads home and we didn't have any real problems. So, uh, yeah, we can talk about that another time. But yeah, when it comes to like flying up to the Syracuse, I've seen that flight. It's not too expensive. There is a direct flight from my area right to Syracuse. Sometime I might take it um, nice. if I ever have time. So uh, August October sixth through the eighth is Scaracon. Sixth through the eighth. October 6th to the uh, 8th is Scaracon. Oh, um, well, it's interesting because um, Monster Mania is the weekend before that. So. And then um, uh, the following weekend is the Freddy Fest that's going to be happening where we're showing all the Nightmare on Elm Streets in succession. That's right. I saw that. <laughs> I, I caused some controversy when I threw up right before... Um, Scares it cares my my order of my favorite Freddies and boy I never knew there were so many six defenders there's quite a few out there I thought everyone hated six but apparently I touched a nerve and people were like no six doesn't suck okay what Tommy how do you feel about six I don't like any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies so you're asking the wrong yeah. well then but then why are you pitching it, dude? Because, I mean, obviously there must be some value to it. Because it's notable. Like, I don't like ACDC either, but I understand their importance in music, you know? I, I understand the importance of Nightmare on Elm Street for the horror genre, but it's just not my gig. 
Well, I, I agree because I feel the same way about uh, Jason, actually, because I'm not a huge Jason fan, yeah. though I validate his importance. Mm. Like, like, like the third movie is stupid. It is the dumbest movie ever, like mm. third Friday. And third. But if it's not for that film, you don't cement a few iconic things that lead up to the uh, slasher craze that will follow. And it does. And you, so you have to give that movie credit for creating Jason as we know it. So, I, I, you know, there's that, you know, and, and it wouldn't lead to Kane Hodder. All roads lead to Kane Hodder, right? Where is right. Kane Hodder? <laughs> so, in the bar picking up chicks. That's where Kane Hodder yes. is, in the bar picking up chicks. That's right. And success, I want to say successfully. Successfully. Like, they're, they're on his arms, both arms, and he's carrying them out. No problem whatsoever. This guy, I don't know. This guy's got smoother lines than I've ever heard in my life. He is a master. I wish I was Kane Hodder. I think All a I lot of people wish off. Kane Hodder. I just was like, really, you know, it doesn't matter what what convention he's at because, and every one of us, I think, I don't know, if Aaron Kogan on the West Coast. Have you been to with Kane Hodder at a at a festival yet? Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, well, he's constantly at the. The horror comes out here. I mean, I've never met yeah. him personally, but you know, no, now but I mean, that there's you, you've, you've a possibility been in the to win similar, a VHS tape, I think all of us have been in the same space at one point with Kane Hodder at somewhere, yeah. right? I mean, he's everywhere. Yet his queue never shortens. There are people mm. that just get. I have never not seen a short queue for you know. Kane Hodder always has someone going up to him, even when it's slow. There's still people walking up to him in spurts, and when they're not walking up to him, he's running around the nearer tables mm. and just having a grand a grand old time usually. Except for this year, his prices went up, which was kind of sad. I was like, but I guess he's just so popular. Uh, <laughs> Kane Hodder was always a popular draw at these things. He's just a rock star. So Yeah. He is. Without a doubt. That, we were uh, we were rock stars in that podcasting room, Liz. Well, considering how hot it was, uh yeah, we did amazingly well. I I can't believe like I said, I was definitely the podcasting whore because I ended up not only on my podcast and the panel and then the the podcasting panel I also ended up sitting in on your show, The Curtain Jerkers, and uh, the, uh, an arm cast. They interviewed me for arm cast at the end of the of the festival so for a minute. Uh, so they wanted to review of the festival. So uh, yeah, so I ended up doing a lot of work in there. Uh, <laughs> so um, and 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 Aaron Marie, thank you for coming to the Necrocasticon live broadcast. Uh, she showed up and got. We talked with Tommy Clark, and thank you for having me on the show. Of course, we talked about industrial horror as we were talking about before, and uh, we ended up having other than other. I made one huge stupid ass mistake. I realized I made like on the drive home. You know, so I'll see you when you're driving home, like randomly, like oh shit, I didn't fact check right. Ah! <laughs> so I had to fix it. Yeah, um, well, it was, by the way, I will tell you, it was literally, when I came it was hot. It was 87 degrees. 80, someone needs to turn off their ringer. Uh, it was 87 degrees in that room when we broadcasted, Tommy. It was that hot. So, that's why yeah, my, it my, was, that's why my uh, 
I can fit into jeans that I haven't been able to wear in a year now. That's why, yeah. Oh, my God. We were sweating. Um, We had no air conditioning, and um, so uh, I was able to get them to bring waters in, and that was helpful. Uh, It got a little better the next day. It was only like in the 70s when I did my 87 panel, but by the end of the day, it was back up into the 80s in that room. And they had to cut, I think they, I don't know if they went all the way or not, but the Brian Keene show had the, the horror show had to cut short. They had a two hour slot and I think they only went an hour 45 because it was so hot yeah. up there. So I was, uh, I was in that room for that. And let me tell you, it was hellish, hellish. Yeah, It was, it was almost as bad as in your car on 95. I'm telling you. Uh, I, I, yeah, no, I was. I was hot and I was hungry all weekend. Yet I was having this really odd, alternate, awesome convention happening at the same time. Even though I was hot and miserable, I was winning things constantly. I won a bunch of stuff, and uh, for no reason, I wasn't even trying, and I was winning. Right? I'm like, how is that happening? Uh, my my daughter won the fucking costume contest. That was no. incredible. And, yeah, um, you know, I didn't even expect it. I thought she was going to maybe, she looks good. The girls, Erin Marie's girls. By the way, Erin, are you there? Yeah. Erin, are you there? Why don't you yeah. tell you about your girl, your girls and their makeup and what they were doing all weekend and, and Lily's win. Why don't you talk about they that They were stirring a the fuck out of me, I'll tell you that much. Uh, they, they have. <clears throat> they plan for months ahead and not just for the cost. Until about three o'clock in the morning, and uh, the first night they had some really fantastic makeup. And literally, all they did was walk out of the hotel room, and a couple of girls went screaming for the elevators and started pushing a bunch of buttons and ended up hitting the fire alarm to shut down the elevators for the rest of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your kids started that. Absolutely. Yes, it yep, was them. That was my kid. It wasn't their, <laughs> but it wasn't their it fault. It wasn't their it fault. Wasn't they their they fault weren't even trying to scare all. people yet. They were literally no. just walking out of the hotel room. They didn't have to try to scare people. I saw them and I just about pissed myself. I mean, why? What was? I, I, maybe because I know who it is, I'm not as scared. But I will say their makeup was fabulous. Your daughter Madison knocked it out of the park. She's the oldest. She's 16. She was the one that did uh, most of the makeup, uh, and she did my daughter, too. And I know it was her makeup that gave my daughter the win. Between my daughter's performance and Madison's makeup, she got the win. I, I, I actually thought the Alice Cooper was going to win, to be honest with you. And he, I don't know why they didn't pick the Alice Cooper. But, uh, but anyway, I digress. Personality, I think. Just not a lot of personality on stage, whereas when Legal oh. Genius comes out, she's all personality. Oh, I know. And she puts on that smile, even through the makeup, and all of her like, oh. You know, it was so funny because the kids were all makeup. up. And the second night, I allowed my daughter, she's young. She's only seven. The youngest of Aaron's group is 12. So, uh, you know, they're a little older now. They are a little bit more controlled. They're factions. My daughter's only seven. But I allowed her to go with them and run around and scare everybody with them and so at one point then that was friday night i walked down to the uh elevator uh like and opened the doors and there's my daughter sitting cross like evil eyes and just devilish look sitting just sitting there on the elevator and all these adults are on the other side going 
<laughs> like that. I think Becca was with. I think Becca was with her too. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, one yeah. One of your kids. Yeah. Oh my God. So they're all the opposite sides of where she's, and they're just sitting there, not saying a word, not even looking creepy, just sitting there. It's totally freaking people's shit out. I can't believe how freaked out people got. It was awesome. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was brilliant. <laughs> Uh, Kirby Bliss Blanton to... from the Green Inferno loved him so much. She took pictures with them every uh, night. And and every night, that... right in front of your door. I know. It was hysterical. Oh, there she was. And she was uh, just like, oh, my God. She said no, she, she was, was going to make a collage and put it on Instagram and tag them all in it. But she took the time to learn their names, which they, of course, felt extremely special about. <laughs> and, and even though they didn't place, they were in the grown-up uh, costume contest because all of them but one are now above 13. So uh, they were able to go in as a group. And they did Sweeney Todd, the demon Barbara Fleet Street. Each one took a character. And, boy, are there a lot of pictures of them all over the Internet right now, girl. Oh, my God. Uh, your your kids are absolutely – everyone loves your kids because they just posted everywhere. They look really good yeah, on stage with that – there was another adult couple dressed up as Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett, and they were apparently jealous of my kids' makeup. Yeah, huh. I, I don't know. I, I don't. They were a little upset because they felt like they were being copied, or or some, or it was just blind luck because overshadowed, year, maybe. Yeah, last year uh, they came as Silent Hill, and the kids, the divisions, another. Ki- two kids are the exact same characters and the kids won but they didn't so when they saw that the kids are now old enough to be in the adult section and they were doing the same thing they weren't very happy about that that was what happened (laughs) uh, you know and they were a little inebriated so they were of course a little bit more vocal than they would have been normally but uh, the guy playing Sweeney got said I'm going to go check out the competition very loud left and watched as they came on stage and he came back and he like he did it was whispering, but he was like reporting like blah 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 blah, you know what what they did on stage and everything. So they started suddenly rehearsing a lot in line. <laughs> what, you know, so, uh, but anyway, you know, I personally they was they I don't think they had to like be so upset because it's not the first time more than one person has come as the same character in a costume contest, especially at a horror convention. Come on, guys, you know. But exactly. you know, but. I've never quite understood how serious people get about this costume contest. Like, like I've gone to several of these, and they're always a big deal. Like, the one in Days of the Dead, for example, is a serious contest. Like, they dress up, and they're, like, they're the makeup artists in Dragon Con in that area and working for The Walking Dead. They're no joke. They, they're no joke, and they really compete. But everyone's having a good time. It's just very, very competitive. In that good way. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone just wants to show off their best, right? Yeah. I mean, you've watched it, Erin. They're all ex. So the makeup competition and the, and the costume contest at Days of the Dead is always ex- exemplary. Uh, and, so, and, and so is uh, Scares It Cares. Uh, Rob, our boy, he always wins every year. And he does this amazing, elaborate costume. And this year, his costume, you'll see it all over the internet, was this, like, huge, like, transform Mayan Inca lord. It was just brilliant color and display and just shocking. And he wins again. Yay! Uh, I actually yeah, well, think he I earned mean, We win. all expect it by now. <laughs> 
I mean, but that's the thing. People dropped out of the costume contest because he was in it. Uh, you yeah, know, there was a lot. Like, there was a lot less entries this year. I think there was only eight kid groups. The yeah, last year I, it was really it was really controversial there, because you know yeah. a lot of people spent a lot of time making their con costumes and and all of that. And last year, you know, somebody that just about had a professionally made suit won, and that made a lot of people mad. There yeah, was grumbles and pissing and moaning the whole costume. week. I, I understand mean, that he makes it. Done. It's, it's still the perception that it was professionally done is there because it looks so good. Now, anybody can do what he did, without a doubt. And shame on them for being angry and pissy because of that. But whenever you have a contest like this, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get divas that are are mad because they thought they should have won. That's why I don't do karaoke contests at my my karaoke (laughs) game. Yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense to me, though. Because, like, you know, I guarantee you, Robert probably makes not any way near his money back on what he spends on those costumes. He just wants Absolute a place not. to show off his work. He just says and, oh, and, yeah. and that's cool. And we're there for a charity, and I just it just irks me that this controversy is still carrying over to this one. Uh, but at that being said, I thought that the most everybody in the contest looked amazing. It was a lot of fun in the back. Um, they took our advice. And they had a green room for us in the back this year because one of the things that we've all had to do for the last few years is stand in the hallway. And standing in the hallway is just not good for costumes. We need to be able to spread out, sit down, stand, you know, have a place where we can go touch up, right? We need those things. Um, and, and, you know, they don't tell us much and they don't need and, – and so that made it a lot more jovial in the back. It was a lot more comfortable we all had seats. We watched Joe get into his bustier. We all sang "Sweet Transvestite" at him while it happened. Uh, you know, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and so we all went to the costume contest, and the, and they also brought us out in groups. The only person that had none of this was the guy that was Godzilla. He was kind of stuck in the hallway with half of his costume. Yeah, that poor kid. It was a huge. And then they and then they outfit. had to push him. Yeah, they pushed it through the two doors. I had to hold one of the doors open so they could get rest of the tail through. And then, um, you know, then they uh, well, there's like, like covered... two or three people holding the curtain, curtain so he can get dressed. Yes, that's right. So, um, you know, just for effort alone, he got in. He came in second, and so I think that is like you know that was and he had made it all effort. out of that like uh, foam plaster stuff or whatever that that you know it's the instant foam stuff. Yeah, no, and and he but he couldn't move very well in it, and it was very it was hot, huge. and it was just, it was huge, my God, it was it was so <laughs> so, but he got through, and and um, so he goes through finally, and then of course my boy John Jack, uh, he was dressed as Yeti Elvis. He was one of my favorites in the back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Yeti I Elvis. Love Yeti Elvis. Yeti, he was awesome. Elevator. Yeah, Yeti Elvis came up to the girls afterwards and was like, I love you girls. You guys have got the best costumes. Uh, that's from Yeti Elvis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, uh, he, John Jax has been a fan of the show, actually. So if he's listening, we love you out there. Thank you. He gave me a nice picture of myself, actually. And, he, and a couple pictures of the girls, too. Uh, you know, because he was taking some photos. But Yeti Elvis is awesome. And then the guy that did uh, uh Guar, he did uh, you know he was odorous i know that tommy oh harsh to that 
you know, yeah. And so he came out, and he and that was awesome. I was those were the two guys in front of me, so we were just yapping. Oh, hell, he stayed so in fun. that hot ass costume yeah. all night too. He karaokeed in it. Oh, he loved being in that costume. He was so happy. <laughs> it was it was great. Oh, I had so much fun talking to him as Guar. He was like, ah, you know, because things would go wrong. Of course, he'd be the first to say something, right? So it's awesome. Uh, you know, and then Yeti Elvis. I mean, it was just hysterical amount of laughter. And then, of course, the two Sweeney Todd people that were, like, scoping the girls. And, you know, it was just this wonderful time in the back. And so I had a great time this time at the costume contest, except for the actual moment I went on stage. Because then I realized when I went out there that nobody knew who I fucking was. And I was so sad that for a moment. But it turns out that the six people that there didn't was know who I was going, la, la, la. loved it, loved it. <laughs> I was like, they came up to me, go, oh, my God, you were spot on. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, but it's okay. I just go out there to make myself, like, like face an audience. I don't really, you know, it, it's to keep me from, because I used, you know, I, I got to keep my audience, you know, it's just practice for me. So it's fun. I had a good time. Maybe, and I got maybe next sing. year, maybe next year I'll do the thing I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to be Annie from uh, Misery. Oh, I think please. I can do that quite well. Please, and I'll let you push what? me around in a wheelchair. What? <laughs> I gotta, ca- I gotta have a sledgehammer. Yes. <laughs> a, a sledgehammer <laughs> and a board. Maybe, maybe it's time to buy Madison a foam kit and a Dremel and have her learn how to make fabrication because she's got the makeup part down. So. That's the next step for her. Oh, yeah. So that would be cool. Um, so, um, Who was your favorite movie of the weekend? Uh, yeah, actually, I was about to actually ask you the same thing. Who was my favorite movie <laughs> of the weekend? Would it, uh, besides my boy Tommy here online. Hi, guys. I mean, you guys were my hi. favorite meet of the weekend next to the celebrities. Yeah. You were my oh, favorite yeah. non-celebrity meet. Uh, yeah, but um, if you're talking about celebrity meets, uh, and you're, I know Aaron's going to agree, I would say Agnes Bruckner and uh, Tracy Toms was my two favorites. So, uh, you know, uh, I love both of them. Agnes Bruckner worked with Bruce Campbell in a Lucky McGee film called The Woods. And it's not a great film, but I liked Agnes Bruckner in that movie. And she's also in Once Upon a Time, and my daughter recognized her. Like, she went, Maleficent's daughter. And I'm like, I looked at the one sheet. You're right. It is Maleficent's daughter. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I know Agnes Brecker. So Agnes Brecker, like, grabbed my daughter and just, like, wanted to, like, she was like, ah, kids. (laughs) Every time a kid walks by, she's like, ah, kids. But she grabbed my daughter and put her on a chair and we took a bunch of pictures. I have, like, a bunch of pictures of us just. Like what you know, the normal yeah. Here's our ten dollar shot, but then like she did all those like goofy shots with us and everything. You know, it was pretty fun. And Tracy Toms uh, was awesome. I know that Aaron got to sing with her rent, which is like oh my fucking god. I am still bummed, yeah, girl, that I video, missed that. I'm the sorry. The video I have of it is the best worst video ever. <laughs> Because but at I mean, least it's you the have best because I got to it. sing with her, but it's the worst because it, it's just I'm so out of tune and drunk. It's <laughs> oh, 
know, and and, and uh, Tracy Thomas was really nice on the floor. I loved talking to her, and I totally forgot about Wonderfalls. And I loved Wonderfalls, and she was in Wonderfalls, and she was. When she mentioned Wonderfalls, I was like, Oh yeah, oh my god! And I got to read like the the first episode of season two that never got to be back in the day. I got to read oh, that script, wow. so really? so I told I told her about that. I was like, Oh my god, they were gonna do this whole like religious thing with children and immaculate conception, and we're never gonna get to see it. You know, oh. <laughs> I was like, I got. You know, I, I really, really it upsets me that we never got a full Wonderfalls. You know, we only got one season. It's like almost human, Tommy. You know, it's one of those shows you know that what, should have gotten more. You know more. what really upset me is that we didn't get to watch Dick Shark together. I know. We didn't get to watch I Dick completely Shark. miss Dick Shark. Hey, we got a but caller. But I can Hold tell you second. that is the. Hello, you're on with the sexy witches. Hey, wait. Hello? Who is this? Hello? Hello? You're on... Good. Hello. This is Mike Darwin. Mike, <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> All right. How are you? Fine. We're talking we're about um, we're talking about scares and cares, and then Aaron's going to interject with some uh, 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 scare, San Diego Comic Con because right now we're talking celebrity meet and greets, and we just mentioned Agnes yeah, Parker talking... and Tracy Thompson. Uh, yeah, what about you, sir? What was your favorite of the celebrity meet and greets? And I'm hope Tommy, you're going to be next, but hold your thoughts, okay? Because I know you're going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, obviously, look, Jeffrey Combs was the person I was most interested in meeting there. Um, Absolutely. And I was very grateful to see, uh, happy to see Steve Dash come out of convention retirement uh, because he was one of my uh, very first interviews for the podcast. Uh, I got him to autograph a... Uh, a uh, Migo-style uh, eight-inch Jason Voorhees Part Two, Price Thirteen Part Two action figure. But yeah, I got to kind of agree. Tracy Thomas was was fantastic. Uh, she was absolutely terrific uh, doing the uh, costume competition, where she worked with <laughs> the the contestants, uh, worked with the count, uh, worked with um, oh, I'm blanking on her name, the blonde that was in Green Inferno. Well, that's the chick um, that kept taking pictures with uh, Aaron's girls. Uh, yes. Yeah, that was, yeah. So, uh, uh, oh, what was I going to say? I want to, oh, I want to say before we move on real quick, Count Gordon has been doing the costume contest for a couple of years now, and he's been doing more and more live performances, and you can tell he was on fire for this year's costume contest. So two snaps to Count Cordoval for hosting, really. His hosting skills is really uh, starting to pay, you know, really come into his own. I, I love watching him have this small resurgence right now. You know, he was popular 40 years ago when I was a kid. Now he's popular again. Who knew? You know, it's awesome. So, anyway, snap, snap. So, um, but all of their celebrities. Now, Tommy Clark. Uh, yeah, I'm, by the way, <laughs> Jeffrey Combs. Huge draw for me, too. I had a poser that Barbara Crampton had signed at Monster Mania. I had him sign it, too. And I also got Tom Moraga to fit, sign my 8-bit Jason doll. I still need one more signature on that. And then it's done. Someone needs to turn off their phone. It keeps ringing, guys. Come on. <laughs> anyway, but Tommy, not me. Tom, Tommy was there for celebrities, but not the celebrities in the media room. He was there 
for the book people. He was the author. He was there for, he actually paid for one of the workshops to have. And so he spent most of the time meeting, meeting people like that. So Tommy, tell us what you met in and how the author's tracks went. Uh, the authors were great. All of them fucking great. Uh, I got to meet John Skip. Um, how can I put this? I learned, I loved, I wanted to become a writer when I read Edgar Rice Burroughs and Robert E. Howard and Stephen King. I didn't learn how to write until I read John Skip and Craig Spector's books. There's something about them that are special. And if you're not familiar with who they are, they wrote the story for Nightmare on Elm Street 3, for example. They wrote the novelization for Fright Night, just for example. They were the rock stars of horror fiction back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and I almost started crying when I was talking to Skip because I, I just, he is so influential on me. It's like I met fucking Buddha. I met the Dalai Lama, you know. Um, but the workshop was fantastic. I learned a lot from that. I got a lot of good feedback. I made some great networking contacts. Um, uh, ah, this was the most fruitful Scares That Care that I've been to. It's my second one. Um, the most fruitful convention I've ever been to. Um, and the, probably in my 50 years, the best fucking fun I've ever had at a convention. And a lot of that's because of you guys. So. Aw, thank nice. you. Thank you. You know, it was a great time. And, yeah, and it was a, a time I like. One of the things I like about Scares That Cares is the vibe's very different. People are raising money for charity. There's the auction going on. And, and a lot of us are trade our colleagues, and this is one time a year we all can be in the same space and work together. You know, I, I you know, I never met I'm, Tommy. I'm sure you hadn't met some of your own colleagues from the Project Entertainment Network till this convention, correct? Oh, actually, last year I met a bunch of them at last year's Scares That Care. I met Armand there, That's and I met Frank and Chuck and Kelly Owen, and I met Brian Keene last year. I actually got a you know, to spend a good 10, 15 minutes with Brian in private up in the podcasting room uh, before we left, uh, picking his brain and, and chatting with him and, you know, pitched him my book that's coming out, my novella, and he said the premise was fucking brilliant. So um, how do you sleep after your, you know, one of your heroes tells you that? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's cathartic, to say the least. And then hanging out with Mike Darwin and the other podcasters. Mike, you're, you're a hell of a dude. You can fucking talk, brother. Yeah, I... I... I've always had that skill, and uh, teaching for 20 years just only helps refine it. Yes. So I'm used to being on stage every day. For sure. I've, but, you know, you know, Liz, you guys were just so welcoming, and uh, you welcomed my wife and I with open arms, and, and we were so appreciative of it. Thank you. Oh, no problem. It was a lot of fun, and despite every roasting, we had a really good time doing panels, and I've been saving the best for last at least next, for my end of it, was the 1987 panel, which was the first panel on Saturday morning at, at 11 a.m. So everyone got up, and we all went to the panel room, and the panel room was only 74 degrees, so it was bearable, and there was water. So it ended up being one of the funnest times I think I've had in a long time in front of an audience. I used to do a lot of guided tours and stuff, um, in the National Park Service. So I have not moderated at a horror convention before. That was my, I've been on panels on horror conventions, but not actually a moderator. But this was my first one for a horror convention. So I, and I have not met 
I only met some of those folks literally a, like a couple hours beforehand or, or the day before. Uh, so uh, there was a question, you know, I was kind of nervous about chemistry and would I ever remember people's names, which I didn't. I didn't remember people's names. <laughs> At one point I called Tommy Mike and Mike Tommy. Uh, I got them yeah. first. Uh, I felt really bad about that, and um, you know, I, I think it was also really it was still warm in those rooms, but uh, no excuse. But other than that, it actually went really well. We talked about books for ten minutes, and, and it was really cool. And then we like, and it, then we did our my, a sexy witch round robin and counted down our our favorite top five films of 1987. Uh, it ended up really being awesome, and this is why it was awesome because I got to introduce a shit ton of people to street trash. So thank you, Amber Fallon, for backing me up on Street Trash because it was awesome to have someone in the room that totally understood what I taught, how much I love that movie. Uh, not everyone does. I forced poor old Michael Darwin here. <laughs> well, actually, he watched it freely, but I sat with him and watched it with him uh, right before it started on Friday. We watched Street Trash so together. After the panel, I, I go to back to the. I do my workshop. I go into the the, uh, the vendor room and go over to talk to Frank and Chuck. And Frank goes to me. He goes, Tom. I felt like such a fucking idiot on that panel. I had no idea what this street trash movie was. I said, Frank, I never heard of it until today. I just faked it really well. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really no, have they, not heard of this movie until that panel. Neither had Frank. It's so funny because I talked about it with Frank later, and I go, I just want to warn you, it's really, really trashy. It's title means it, and there's no narrative. He's like, that's okay. I go, and it's completely exploitative because I have no problems with that. I can't wait. That's what he said. He looks like he was really excited to watch Street Trash. So I really tell, ask, find out what for I mean, me, how, uh, how Tom, could you, what Frank How made. could you miss it? How could you miss any movie where they play keep away with somebody's severed penis? I never heard of this film. (laughs) Maybe I grew up in the woods of upstate New York and we were sheltered from that kind of depravity. I don't know. Oh, but it was filmed and it was filmed by in upstate New York. So no, that doesn't work. Of (laughs) course. It's all it's all trauma stuff. It's all trauma people, but they're not. It's not a trauma movie. It, let's just put it that way. It's a bunch of other people, but yeah. You know, but a lot of them did work for trauma. Did it for Aspinall. Did the makeup. Also did Toxic Avenger. Uh, so you know these guys are ultimately like the best at trash filmmaking you can get. I love it. It's such a great film. I paired it with, uh, for my birthday one year, the wind up space was playing it with Peter Parsley's printing, which I bought my t-shirts. I took Tommy over to buy a t-shirt at pizza party printing. And I just wanted to show him. I didn't mean him to buy a t-shirt, but then he bought one much to the dismay of his wife. She goes, how many times can you buy who, who did you buy Tommy? (laughs) You, you bought something, your wife goes, not another T-shirt. Is he there? Where's everybody? I don't know. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. What? I had hello? to go stretch for a second. I had you on mute. What was that? Oh, see, I threw out, <laughs> I threw out to you, and you weren't there. <laughs> okay, what, what was the throw out? Bitch it back. What Bitch kind back. of person does that to somebody? Oh, man. I, I, I was talking about... 
I was talking about I went to see a double feature of Street Trash and the Stuff at the Wanda Space, which was hosted oh, by Pizza Party Printing. Okay. That is just the and most vile double show of all time. Yeah, it was Even great. the greatest. And, and so I wanted to introduce Tommy to Pizza Party Printing because they're one of my favorite T-shirt vendors, and they finally put the tree Street Trash tur- uh, shirt back in printing after me complaining for weeks, months, maybe two years. Please get it back. I bought another one because that was my favorite shirt of theirs. But you ended up buying a shirt much to the dismay of your wife. Is that not right, Tommy? Yes, I, they, they had a picture of uh, Humongous from uh, a T-shirt of Humongous from Road Warrior Mad Max 2. And uh, yeah. I had to buy it because, you know, that's one of my fucking movies. That's one of my gigs there. I love that film. Yeah. So it was pretty funny. I didn't mean him to buy anything, but I did at the same time. I wanted to introduce him to Chris LaMartina, the director of Call Girl Cthulhu. Fucking He's been nice. helping out with the booth. Yeah, and the shirt is yeah, nice. Yeah, Pizza Party favorite. Printing is one of our favorites. Absolutely, and they're good shirts. They don't they don't have any issues. Them and Atomic Cotton both were there. Uh, I, always, I bought shirts from both of them this yeah, year, but this year I gave – I gave the Atomic Cotton shirt uh, away at the uh, panel. I uh, thought because they they have a really nice um, uh, shirt that says "Together Forever" with um, Freddie from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three. Yeah, I got Nancy. the. Uh, it's pretty cool. American Werewolf in London and Conan shirts. In them. Yeah, Atomic Cotton. Go ahead. Oh, because I finally got it. I've been after them for years. Uh, they've come to, to a couple of conventions I've been to, and they've never had the American Mary shirt in my size. Uh, they finally brought it this time, and so I was able to get that from them. Oh, you oh, got good. American so Mary shirt? God damn it. I didn't, I didn't see it. <laughs> no, Don't one of my worry, first interviews. are going to be at Monster Mania next week. Uh, next one month of my too, very so. first celebrity interviews that I ever did in my journalism career was the interview in Jen and Sylvia Saska, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to actually put Scares the Cares down for a minute and throw out to Aaron Cogan because he's been quiet <laughs> over there and very patient. But yeah, he saw we, a lot of cool shit out there. Yeah. yeah. So we are, in the, we are in swag mode. So we can talk about, because I know that uh, I have a lot of swag to talk about. Tom, we all have our swags, but let's throw out and let's talk about the Cadillac swag. From the Cadillac, the mecca of all media conventions, San Diego Comic-Con, where the bag is the fucking collectible. Please tell us what it was like this year. Well, uh, I guess the big thing with the bags this year is they've decided to start putting collectible pins actually in the bag themselves. Uh, On the outside of the bag, there's a little clear plastic shield on the bottom right-hand corner. And there's all these cool DC collectible pins. I got uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow with a uh, with a Supergirl uh, pin on the corner. I went and gave blood over at the uh, local blood bank thing that they always set up for the Robert Heinlein blood drive, and they gave me a one the 100 bag, and that had a Green Arrow pin in it, which I gave to my friend Thomas, who collects all things Green Arrow. Oh, I'm sorry, Arrow. Arrow's the name of the show. But, yeah, like you say, it's swag heaven. Uh, there are T-shirts and mugs and stickers and buttons and posters. 
and books and comic books and you name it, all being handed out. And uh, like I said before, uh, we've got to talk about the booze. Um, everyone likes to joke <laughs> that Comic-Con is, is uh, prom, nerd prom, prom for nerds. They spiked the punch bowl this year, yo. I, everyone was giving me booze from the start. Uh, not that I'm complaining, <laughs> but damn, boy. They're, they're learning from us uh, horror conventions and as day drinkers because we got the day drinking down at the horror convention. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're taking a, a step from us sexy witches and, and other Seriously, people. Seriously, so, um, Blade Runner 2049 was sponsored by Johnny Walker. And uh, in addition to the, the nice little uh, promo T-shirt and the umbrella when we were standing in the sun, we got inside, and there was a little vial of red with ginger ale, black, and a little vial of blue. And hell yeah, I popped them all down. And then uh, MTV's <laughs> little uh, party going on came with a wristband and three beers. Um, that was Sci-Fi Channel. MTV held a concert at Petco Park, and uh, there was beer and your choice pizza or uh, chicken nuggets or what have you, and uh, the Bleachers played, Echo Smith played, and uh, I guess this is the last hurrah for the cast and crew of Teen Wolf. And man, do they have a rabbit fan base. It was like being at a Beatles concert back in the day. My left eardrum was blown out by some girl professing her love for Taylor. I, I, I don't know who Taylor is, but <laughs> and worth it, but uh, they they gave the first ever award to the cast uh, for for Teen Wolf, and uh, just everywhere you look, there's something to do. I, I, I guess the big story out of the con, in addition to the actual updates and uh, trailers and, and entertainment news itself, but I mean convention itself, is how much the outside has exploded. Uh, the trend started a few years back when Sci-Fi Channel, uh, which was then spelling it really stupidly, uh, decided not to rent space on the showroom floor, on the exhibit hall floor, but rather just rent out a empty parking lot in downtown San Diego. And more and more and more, that's the trend. And uh, Game of Thrones, uh, HBO, Westworld, they had a big presence. Netflix, for the first time, had a huge presence. And uh, Blade Runner 2049, which I think probably won uh, the convention, had an amazing VR thing. And then uh, they set up a little section of 2049 Los Angeles. And if you look at the photos I posted, damn, if they didn't deliver. Well, we'll get back to yeah, what about the trailers, man? Talk about. Oh, yeah. What about the trailers? Well, the first thing I started out, I, I, I actually managed to get into Hall H first thing Thursday. Yes, congratulations. And, uh, it, I saw that. <laughs> Woo! Yay! Yeah, amazing. Oh, my amazing God. but true. And it, it started out so so very fucking well. Uh, uh, I, I was sitting in uh, the Kingsman to the Golden Circle, and I wasn't really expecting much. I'm not a huge fan of the first one by any stretch of the imagination. But it started out with a little bit of animation. 
with Eggsy doing his little parkour thing over the, uh, the rooftops of London. I go, wait a second. I know this animation style. I know what this is. And boom, he, he busts into the Kingsman thing, and there's Sterling Archer waiting for him. And I, I just lost my shit. That was so good because I'm such an Archer fan. Uh, the panel itself was pretty good. Um, the fun part for that, and you've probably seen stuff in the media about this, uh, Channing Tatum, instead of pouring just a little shot of the statesman whiskey, uh, the, the, the thing in the new film is England has the Kingsmen, who are haberdashers and makers of bespoke suits. America has the statesmen, who are distillers. So uh, the moderator brought out a bottle of statesman whiskey, Everyone was pouring shots until Channing Tatum poured for Halle Berry. And I swear to God, he poured nearly a full pint glass for her. So the moderator and the audience, on stage, on stage, on stage on during stage. the panel live. Okay. And I don't think we all started... any of us drank during a panel during any of this, did we? Any, none of us drank <laughs> yeah, during a panel. Oh, yeah, okay. well, everyone was drinking That's their why, own yeah, shots. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. Oh my yeah, God. but we all started chanting, uh, shots, shots, shots. And of course you did. I'm not kidding. She stood up, and she put it down in one. You know a why? A nearly full pint glass. It's on YouTube. You can see it. I'm not lying. You'd do the same thing if you were in Catwoman. Well, sure. Sure. And, and, and uh, respectfully, <laughs> no one mentions that film. I'll, I'll, I, I, not during the panel. It's it's all anyone could talk about outside of the panel that she was there. But she was cute and everything. She was very good to the fans. She signed autographs after the thing and da-da-da. Um, then there was a kind of a weird panel right after that with um, a couple of the guys from the Lonely Island. And, uh, Lonely Island? They were, yeah. They, they have a film coming out. Uh, I'm going to blank on the name now. Something like Axley Bear or something like that. What? And have you ever seen a film called Shelf Life that came out in the 90s? Paul Bartell directed it. And it's about a, a bunch of kids who have grown up in their, their parents' nuclear fallout shelter. Back in 63, the parents locked them in. And then oh, 30 yeah. years later, you, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's no, kind of like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, now and, you're yeah. saying that. I do have this idea in my head where I've heard they were doing this movie about some bunker. Because, you know, I follow and, and, The Lonely uh, Island pretty fucking closely. So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, I know you're a big fan. And, and that's why I, I stood through it, because I'm not really that much of a fan of their stuff. But I said, eh, we'll see what's going on. And um, Brigsby Bear, it's called... Brigsby Bear, and it's it's a little Brigsby weird. It's Bear. got that kind of vibe to it, and uh, the 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 grown up adult kid who's at the center of the story. His dad is played by Mark Hamill. The kid has an obsession with this there it is. bear character, who uh, I, I don't even know how to describe him. And, and they and they very purposely didn't give us that much. They gave us. Like maybe the first uh, seven, okay, eight, ten minutes so of the film. It has a really weird cast. 
okay? First yeah. of all, it's shot in Australia. It's not in America. It's directed by Kyle. It's written by Kyle Mooney, who's also in it, and Claire Danes and Mark Hamill are in it as well. So. And the moderator yeah. oh. was just. You, you guys are going to love this. Try to avoid everything you can about hearing about it beforehand. Just go in and be surprised. And I've got to admit, not being a fan, I'm kind of interested anyway. I, I and, you know, well, depending on what the reviews come out. I might actually go see this. I, I find Andy Sandberg very adorbs. I I I I, I don't know. It's partly because he's from you know he's from Berkeley High, so you know he's got that like Bay Area vibe about him. So I, that's mm, why I, okay. yeah, I have a soft spot for him. He's local to us, you know, when okay. growing up. So so well, you know, know, I went to El Cerrito. He went to Berkeley. So uh, <laughs> well, anyway, he, that time. was enough to get me interested in it. The other stuff I saw was all stuff I was pretty sure I was going to like anyway, but um, just fucking fired up my engine. Uh, the, the thing, I guess, that I'm maybe most excited for was Guillermo del Toro's new one, The Shape of Water, which it, it's Guillermo del Toro. Of course I'm going to fucking love it, but it, it looks really, really good. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, you should go sit down in front of your screen and watch it because it, it just looks amazing. Yeah, I know. Uh, hey, can I, I ask, can I ask a question about that? Yo. Exactly how is that not supposed to be Abe Sapien? <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing I thought, too. But uh, Abe Sapien was discovered in uh, back during uh, the year that Abraham Lincoln was uh, killed in America. And uh, this guy, that's right. this creature, whatever it is, is from the Amazon, from South America. So, yeah, totally different. Um, real quick. I don't know how much of that was just made it into the films. <laughs> no, when I saw that trailer, guys, I was fascinated I, I by want, it. <laughs> I, I, I'm really, yeah, it looks really cool. Tommy has to bow out here in a minute or so, so I'm going to throw out to him real fast. Um, speaking of bo- booze, all right, because we should talk about booze, and Tommy and I are the good ones to lead off on that. Um, the booze of choice was Jameson and Four Roses this weekend. At least it was for yeah. me. Uh, I shared a lot of Jameson. That was um, uh, Aaron was drinking whatever was in the bar, and uh, they had their <laughs> uh, five dollar shots, Stella shots again. Uh, which go to charity, and this year the bar, bar dressed up as Purge Bar. They actually a lot of the guys dressed up in, as characters from the Purge. One of the girls did the the girl with the with the hair and the pink dress from Purge Anarchy, or was it Purge Election? Yeah, it's Purge Anarchy, the second. Yeah, one. election. Uh, yeah, yeah. She looked really, really cool. I mean, she was really good. So, and and we both had a quick conversation. I go, yeah, I really liked her character, and yeah, she was killed off too soon. She goes, I know, right? <laughs> I like that. So you know, so that was pretty cool. So um, you know, uh, so Tommy, talk about how you feel about this weekend and boozing it up, and any final thoughts before you pull pull out. This week, this weekend was just fantastic. Um, the best networking opportunity I've ever had in my life that is, uh, I think, actually going to be turning into lifelong friendships. So um, I, I can't say anymore. I just feel honored to have been able to be participating in that. 
And and where can we find your stuff? I know you've already posted the uh, industrial right. panel from Scares It Cares on the Necrocasticon page. Uh, yes. What else do you have in the smoker? All right, we got uh, in the smoke. Walt's got the smoker. Um, yeah, Walt's we've got, got the uh, This Friday will be a new episode of the Curtain Jerkers. We interview uh, English wrestler, UK wrestler uh, Drake Winter. Um, he's a new guy up in the coming scene over there. Um, and I think I'm going to be running, uh, one of the panels that were at scares that care this year for Monday's edition of the Necrocasticon. So, and I'm not sure if it's going to be the splatter punk or the soft horror one yet. I haven't made my mind up, but I did, you know, this, I want to save the Jeffrey Coombs Q and a that you got for us. Thank you. Uh, for a time that we can have you on the show. That would be awesome. I always will talk to Jeffrey Combs. And I didn't tell you guys, or maybe I did right before I left, as you go, I was saving the best for last. On my way out, I get a text from Scares It Cares, and they tell me that I have won. And I'm like, what have I won? And I had won in the silent auction. I put down one bid for the signed poster of a reanimator with the entire cast. It's a Mondo poster. It's an absolutely gorgeous poster, and all the names are on it. First, I thought it was just two names, and if you look at it, you'll see they're all there, the entire principal cast, and I won the thing. Not only did I help the charity, but I've got this most amazing poster. And so at the end of that, no like I said, I won a, it was kind of a little bit after all the suffering and heat. I thought it was like kind of a little bonus, you know, yay, I won this thing. But it was also meeting you, sir, and having Jameson with you and drinking in the bar and Aaron singing with uh, Tracy Toms in the bar. And, uh, oh, sorry, me me like killing the typo negative on, the, on Thursday night. Uh, on Thursday, you were blessed. You were singing. And you, you, it was like a really good time. The piranha thing was even kind of fun when we went out. Everyone was in the pool on Thursday night, and I went out right as they, the kids get attacked in the movie, and there was all these kids playing around in the pool too, and it was just like, oh, this is awesome. So, <laughs> you know, it was like really cool. So everyone had a great time that way. And so thank you, Tommy. Give me some final words and then out. All right, I'm at Token Bottom Score Time on Twitter, The Token Time on Facebook. You can find me there. My uh, podcast or uh, the Necrocasticon on Facebook, the Curtain Jerkers on Facebook. We're over at Project Entertainment Network. Go check us out on all the awesome podcasts over there, like uh, Three Guys with Beards from Jonathan Mayberry, James A. Moore, and Christopher Golden, The Horror Show with Brian Keane, um, The Mondo Method with Chuck Buddha and Armand Rosamelia, and of course, uh, Bizarro, uh, Bizong. The Bizarro Podcast with Frank Edler, our friend there. Yeah, and I want to thank, I'm going to thank all those people who just said, and I'll probably thank them again. It was nice to talk to Amand, and I'm going to be on the Armcast at some point as well. So I thank him. Yeah, so and do I. Thank, I thank Amber Fallon and, and Jay Wilburn and, uh, oh, my, Mike Duke. I met him. This, I mean, I met so many people. I'll probably do a really long posting on Facebook at some point when I'm not working. <laughs> Mike, be able to Mike Duke's it. a bad motherfucker. Holy crap! Oh, he's I, tall, and he's Jason Statham all in one. Because that boy can—he he brought his practice knives with him, and he was doing knife tricks in the freaking <laughs> vendor room that he was in, and just wow! Oh my all goodness! Well, that's pretty funny. He was also very knowledgeable on his movie uh, knowledge. He yes. spouted a movie I didn't hear, know about called Uncanny, and now I have to go look it up. 
So I'm going to go watch that now. So thank you. All right, well, I got a date with Domino's. All right. Well, give your daughter my, I mean, your daughter, give me Dawn, my love, your I wife. Shall. And I will talk to you soon. And hopefully we'll talk on the airwaves again soon. Yes, absolutely. And Aaron, you, you keep your hair blue. Well, it might change back to purple and blue, but uh, yeah, it'll it'll stay colorful. <laughs> I can and, promise and Mike, that. Mike, I owe you five bucks. Mike, I owe you five bucks. I'll get it to you next year. Don't worry. What do you owe me five bucks for? Because you gave me five bucks for the uh, the raffle at that podcast on uh, oh, that's Saturday right. night. I completely forgot about that. So did I, but I, well, I did, but then I didn't. So I, I owe you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Peace, guys. All right, you'll have to hang yourself up. Talk to you later, Tommy. Token Tom from Necrocasticon, thank you for being on the air. And once again, thank you, everyone in the podcasting track and Brian King for putting it together. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more booze at the mixer and a less uh, overheated room, and it'll be a lot more fun next year. But we had a good time despite all of our obstacles. Now, before I move back to Aaron on the West Coast in San Diego Comic-Con, I want to talk real quick to Michael Darwin. Speaking of swag bags, you had your own swag bags, and you were giving them out everywhere you could. Yeah, anything to whore myself. Promote the podcast. <laughs> so what was so in those bags? Thing, well, the one thing everybody needs at a convention is a bag, right? Uh, so we had a Dark Discussions podcast bag made up in uh, Halloween orange, naturally, and a list of all the podcasts that we have. Uh, and then on the inside, since um, it's, you know, fun in the summertime, I, we did a Black Frisbee with a, with a Dark Discussions logo on it, uh, some of our Dark Discussions pins that were left over from last year, and just a thank you note for those people who are supporting Cares the Care, because that's, again, why we're really all there, is to support the, uh, support the cause. I don't know what the final number was that we raised. I hope it was okay. We'll have to find out. But, um, uh, you know, everyone does their part that way. Um, you know, because it is a nonprofit. So the the silent auction uh, goes to charity and the jello shots go to charity. There are the syringes and everyone has a raffle of some kind. I myself, individually, it was only $40, but I did raise $40 on the Internet myself for Scares That Cares. So at least that was something. Uh, I, you know, and I donated, of course, and time and money. Uh, not just, and, I, and I bought stuff, too, so I supported my vendors. Even though it took right, me was- all weekend to get in the vendor's floor. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I wasn't able last year. I did the 5K and raised some money that way. I wasn't able to do that this year because I've got foot problems. So I donated to uh, a couple of the people that were running, and you know there were people that had raffles, and there was the uh, silent auction, and, and I donated an item uh, that I had. So what just it all, you know, it all goes into the same pool in the end anyway. So it's just a fun way to help try to raise more money for the cause. <laughs> yeah, so we all we all try to do our parts in some way, and and donating time is definitely one of the things that we do. And even even Erin volunteered her time as well. She handled Tom Moraga. So Erin, what is that like? He was a very very sweet man. He was Jason Voorhees in Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, and um, he I, <laughs> I had a great time. Every time I handle somebody, I have a great time. And I think I impressed Sean a little. 
because I came up Strangling? with math before the calculator did. But <laughs> are, are we still doing phrasing, or is that no longer a thing? What? Every time she handles someone, she has a fun time. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm not going to have a bad time. (laughs) (laughs) No, she always says, ah, ha, ha, ha. I get it. But I I wasn't even going there. I was thinking about nerd stuff, man. Tom Moraga is my second to last signature on my 8-bit Jason doll. I still need, uh, what's his name, Mr. Richard, what's his name, Mr. Wright, Stephen Wright? Ah, The guy from 4. No. Yeah, Ted Wright. I need him from 4. And then Ted that's White. it. I've got, yeah, Ted White. I need, which I missed. He was actually at a convention I was at, and I wasn't able to get to him because I forgot. I forgot my doll. You forgot the stupid. doll, yeah. It was at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I better, better, better hurry up. Those guys aren't getting younger. Yeah. No. Well, Ted White. I'll catch him again. Hopefully. Hopefully, he'll sign on to Monster Mania. They're still announcing people. Matter of fact, there's the greatest thing. Happened right before air. Kate Beckinsale canceled yesterday before yesterday at Monster Mania 37, and everyone was devastated because she was one of the headliners. And then, so, but all the people scrambled, and it turns out she was able to clear her schedule, and they reannounced her just before air. So, Kevin, Kate Beckinsale is back on schedule for Monster Mania 37. So, much to Erin Marie's happiness, I'm sure, right? Oh, yeah. My sister is ecstatic. She had already purchased the photo op, and she was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Well, it sounds like she gets to go and do it after all. So congratulations on that. Um, So so, uh, let's go back to to San Diego and what's going on down there. So you did all the outside shit, and then you got into Hall H, and then you got some swag. Can we talk about some of those things? Uh, I'm sure there's more panelist stuff you need to talk about, and we should talk about the exclusives. So there's always exclusives to talk about. Oh yeah. Well, um, again, you know, going back to the the trailers and such, uh, the Thor Ragnarok trailer delivered some epic, which is good because I, I enjoyed the first trailer, which was definitely more lighthearted in tone, but uh, this. Uh, trailer they just released had much more a feel of the comic books. Uh, there's a couple shots with uh, flying horses and, and uh, Valkyrie on horseback, flying horseback that just looks like it's taken straight from a splash page. So that heartened me. I, I, I love the humor. I love the tone, but I, I like a little epic with my comic book movie. Uh, yeah, we well, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm actually really cautiously optimistic for the Ragnarok movie. I mean, the pedigree behind it is so fucking good. And, Absolutely. and yeah, he's never had a film on this scale, but he's a comic book nerd. It's kind of like John Favreau. He was a comic book nerd, and that's why his stuff kind of works. You know, uh, so I think there's a chance that this will work. So uh, fingers crossed, right? Yeah. So fingers crossed. Um, The other one that everyone's talking about is uh, we finally got the first trailer for Ready Player One. And uh, I'm willing to jump up right now and say, yeah, holy crap. Freddy Krueger's in it. Um, The Iron Giant is in it. Duke Nukem is in it. Uh, Akira is in it. Uh, uh, You could spend all day doing a Where's Waldo of pop culture. 
from what we saw in the trailer. So, yeah, I'm going to say right now that's what everyone's going to be talking about when the film comes out as well. Um, Way to we go got a for new... Steven Spielberg, like that he can yeah. throw down on that level. I mean, you know, you think he's old and out of touch, and then he dropped that trailer. At least he got what his fan base from that are, you know, at least as Gen Xers, he gets what we're about. So yeah. <laughs> I'll give him that. So anyway, sorry. Like, well, yeah, and that. he's setting he's setting exactly the right tone. So again, fingers crossed. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I have to apologize. My voice is really kind of shot. There's lots of yelling so and screaming at Comic Con, <laughs> so that's why I sound like I do. I've I've been going back and forth between sounding either like Rick or Morty, depending on uh, how shot the voice is when I wake up. Oh, in the yeah, Rick um, and Morty. Did you go <laughs> to the Rick and Morty? We did get a Rick and Morty panel. Uh, it was pretty fun. There was some epic cosplay at the panel itself. I posted pictures. And um, the panel itself was kind of fun. Um, we'll talk about that when we do the Rick and Morty episode. But, yes, um, yes. Well, let's not go into it, but I do want to know if you went, so I'm glad mm-hmm. you did. Yeah, that'll be our, our Rick and Morty episode will be the 15th of August. So if you want to stick out the sexy witches, we will be talking animation August. We do two of our favorite animated subjects and talk about them. And this year it is going to be Rick and Morty, and it's going to be Bruce Tim and the um, uh, Batman the Animated Series. So uh, right those on. are our subjects. Yeah, I'm good, so good subjects. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So, and and of course, Mike, you're welcome to call in and join in on the Bruce Tim talk if you want, because I know you like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I might be able to do. I'm so out of touch on animation right now. Um, all the stuff like well, uh, Adventure Time and Rick and Morty, you know, I have not ever had a chance to catch up to. Rick and Morty is up your alley. You'll actually like Rick and Morty quite a bit. I would highly recommend Rick and Morty. I, I it took me a while to get around to it as well. Uh, but I, as a matter of <laughs> fact, I, like this time last year, I was still, I don't think I'd seen it. You, you guys were still bitching at me for not seeing it. So I, I finally yeah, did see it. Right. And I got, got hooked pretty quickly. It's I, really that I forgot good. about that. You're so, right. We had to drag you to that one. Yeah, Rick and Morty yeah. and Archer remain my two favorite shows. I, pretty Archer much hands weak, down. Archer had a, weak Archer had season, a really but... weak, really weird season. Uh, this was the very first year ever that I missed an Archer panel at Comic-Con. Thank God for YouTube. I can go back and watch it. But uh, I'm very interested to see what they had to say about Archer Dreamland because, yeah, it, it <sighs> thematically, I don't know what they were trying to do. Um, briefly about Dreamland or should we plow through Comic-Con? Well, we really should plow through Comic-Con. Okay. Because we've talked about Dreamland on the show before. Okay, well, we'll, we'll leave that behind. Yeah, um, the defenders. But we, maybe we can we can bring it back up during the yeah yeah. Oh, hold on. Yes, I do want to talk with defenders. So I'm just saying we'll bring Archer up back during the Rick and Morty episode because I honestly they for me in the brain they kind of share similar spaces. So uh, you know mm, I, we'll okay. probably talk you know cool. talk about it then. Well, let's so, talk about the but, defenders um, because I'm yes, really please. fucking oh, excited for the series. Me oh too. my God! What was uh, I saw some of that panel? That was cool! Holy shit! Right? I'm so excited! <laughs> and um, then they just showed. Oh my God! No, go ahead. Tell them. Tell people about that. Well, it's so cool. Well, there are a few rules. I think we've discussed uh, the the geek rules um, in the past. 
much like for horror films, you know, never say you're going to be right back, never have sex like that. Well, for the geek rules, it's things like uh, the odd-numbered Star Trek films suck, the even ones are good. Uh, Marvel live action is great, their animated sucks, and DC is the other way around. But then DC stepped up with Wonder Woman, which was fucking awesome. And now uh, it looks like uh, whereas DC's TV has been great and Marvel's has sucked, Marvel might actually, you know, again, fingers crossed, be stepping up with the Defenders, which looks fucking fantastic. Uh, I, I, great cast. I oh, my God. And, and Jessica Jones, I'm, I love that character so much. I think she's the coolest character on the internet probably uh, i just think she's amazingly cool and i mean not she's a nice person didn't say that at all but she's really amazing so i i, I could watch her forever so and you know again I, cautiously optimistic about uh the inhumans uh the inhumans trailer looked really good but everyone says that the really big panel that blew everyone's mind was the Black Panther panel, which they're not giving yes. us trailers for. Or uh, there's some interviews, but there's that's it. They're not giving us much from that panel. Were you, were you able to catch any of it or hear about uh, it? Uh, I heard about it. Um, and uh, it, when uh, in, in between panels, uh, Comic-Con, uh, especially in Hall H, likes to do this thing they call trailer park, where they're showing uh, the trailers, the new stuff. And uh, the trailer for Black Panther was fucking awesome. And the audience was really excited. Maybe as excited as any other trailer that they showed. And uh, the buzz, of course, I I didn't get to see it live, but the buzz is uh, that Black Panther got to see the new scenes for the very first time, and they went nuts. They loved it. (laughs) So, well, I saw some reaction shots, you know, like, oh, you know, it was like it was like it looked like it was a good time. So the Black Panther movie might actually be one of the better Marvel movies. We'll have to see. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I I I still haven't seen uh, Homecoming yet. I know that Aaron Marie just saw Homecoming. Uh, Queenie, have you seen Homecoming yet? Queenie, Homecoming, Homecoming. Yeah. Uh, no, I have Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Oh, I know no. it's Spider-Man. Um, yeah, no, I haven't had a chance. No, neither have I. Aaron, wh- Marie, what about you? She there? Yes. Everyone's yes. on? Yes. Sorry. You? I had it muted. I was coughing and stuff. Um, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, saw Spider-Man Ho- I, I saw Spider-Man Homecoming, and I was very impressed. I was very happy with it. Definitely the best Spider-Man movie so far. Okay, so it was good. I know you're the our leaving Marvel fan here, so of course you went to go see it. Dark, dark. Has what about you? Aaron and I. <laughs> the two. Has Aaron. everybody seen the trailer for uh, Stranger Things season two? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, it. Oh, I'm Holy excited. Sure. That looks good. <laughs> yes. So, so the number one bonus point in the Halloween horror movie marathon madness. All right. I'm dropping a hint here, guys. So, oh, I'm going to take this down. It's going to be that any film 
or movie or uh, any film that was uh, that was released from January first, two thousand seventeen, to January uh, onwards will be automatic triple bonus. So if your film was released mm-hmm. in two thousand seventeen, I am going to include in that, and I have to get permission to use the database. But I'm going to include anything that is nominated for a fright meter as well in that automatic triple bonus. That means that will push films back to. December 1st, 2016, which would include movies like The Autopsy of Jane Doe. we got to make sure films like that get noticed. So, uh, you know, things like that. So, um, so these are the films that we are going to watch. Stranger Things, it also will include se- current seasons of television. So if you're watching an accepted genre, then whatever season, your current season, either it's running, you know, whatever the current season, if it was released in 2017, you can watch that for points, whether it's on Netflix or it's like a currently on TV. So Stranger Things is going to be a centerpiece of the madness this year. And we're going to live stream the first two episodes that Friday night on, uh, and we're going to do it as a group watch. So I'm going to set up a group page on Facebook, but I'm also going to have Sexy Witches running. So if you call in, you're going to get extra points. Um, it's even nice. on top of the points for the group watch. So it'll be a lot of fun. So the first, so one hour of Sexy Witches on air, and then two hours of streaming uh, Stranger Things. That's how that's going to work. So uh, welcome to Did- my madness, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so. Can't wait. Did you see yeah. that um, Robot Chicken is going to have a Walking Dead special? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. I flipped out. I love Robot Chicken. You know how much I love Robot Chicken. So yeah. it's like Look who's walking. They never... And oh, I love Zombie Chicken. They showed some too, scenes, and <laughs> it's it's really wrong and really funny. That is great. Um, so, so um, okay, we have, still haven't talked about exclusive toys, and I want to talk about the stuff that we all walked away with on from Scares of Care. So, okay, so first we're going to start with Aaron on San Diego Comic-Con. What exclusives or buys did you make? What was the top of your list? Or things well, that, or my, your favorite, or, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, my personal favorite thing I got, uh, I, I'm sure you all remember the Ben Cooper Halloween masks and costumes from back in the day. Uh, they they yeah, were they... really cool and uh, and very iconic. Uh, for for some reason, Superman would be wearing a, a, a picture of himself on his costume. Don't ask me about that. I don't know, but uh, I mean they've been. <laughs> referenced and made fun of so much uh there's a line of reproductions of the halloween themed ben cooper stuff uh that they're doing at about three times four times the size so it's a nice big decoration and uh i bought the glow in the dark invaders from mars one and i it's not been shipped out yet but I did a pre-order on it, and I'm really excited for that. There are all a bunch of silly little giveaways they gave me with it, and uh, that's probably what I'm, I'm most excited for, believe it or not. Uh, as far as exclusives go, <laughs> Funko, of course, you, you couldn't freaking get anywhere near the booth because of all their great things. I had a friend actually pick me up 
uh, the holographic Snoke from uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. You so got the cool. holographic Snoke. That was yeah. like a coveted. That's a coveted item, dude. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited Congrats. about that. That's on the way. Congrats um, on that one. Good score. <laughs> Petco, there's Star Wars cat toys again. So I, I had to get that. There's a little black mousy Kylo Ren, and there's a big furry mousy Wookiee wearing a bandolier, and they're filled with catnip. And, you know, my, my cats look at it and say, why can't we play with it? And I say, because this is, this is for Daddy. This is an adult toy. And they so look at me and they say, but it says cat toys on it. And I have yeah, to tell them, no, they have to say that. a million dollars on eBay. <laughs> no, it goes in the case. It goes in the Ten, case alongside 10. last year's cat toys. <laughs> the Yoda green <laughs> mouse would be incomplete if he did if he wasn't allowed size. <laughs> <laughs> at, at some um, point, there'll be a freak snowstorm in Buena Park, and you'll be trapped for days, and you'll go and see the box, and there'll be like, just the box will just be ripped apart. Motherfucker. Um, I got a lot of Rick and Morty swag Um, There was a special Comic Con exclusive cover Of the pocket like you stole it With the uh, Theme being around the pocket Morty's game And I got that signed By the artist and the author And uh, let's see There was uh, Oh Donner Dinner Party (laughs) <laughs> which is a card game that looks like a lot of fun to uh that that's coming up too. So I got a card for when it does come out later and they were handing out a little plastic fork and knife in a, a little sleeve that says Donner Dinner Party on the outside. So that's just fun to display. Um a pickle rick sticker, a bunch of things like the Mr. Meeseeks pen. Uh Chronicle Books is coming out with a Game of Thrones tarot deck that looks beautiful. So uh, we got a couple sample cards of that. That sounds cool. That's pretty fucking excited. Yeah. Uh, We didn't have a final product. Uh, Uh, Apparently there's some changes going on. The gold is going to be bronze and da-da-da. But uh, what we saw looked really nice. Um, There was a, a bunch of things that I almost got that they sold out right in front of me. That's always fun. Um, I got myself a couple of mystery boxes. Natalie got a big horror mystery box that looks like the uh, Hellraiser uh, puzzle box. And it was a complete win. Yeah, I saw win. your pictures. Mm. Everything in it was cool. I, even if it's stuff that she doesn't like, it's stuff that we know people are going to like, or we'll give it away as uh, prizes in the Halloween contest. And then my um, my Rick and Morty box which was shaped like a Mesex box, uh, was kind of a fail. It had a a Mr. Mesex bank in it, coin bank, which is kind of cool. And, uh, I don't know, an air freshener and some stickers. And then some random crap. Because he said, hey, Mr. Mesex pulled out some Rick and Morty items and some random Comic-Con stuff. But it wasn't really Comic-Con stuff. It was crap. So I probably won't do that again. And then uh, Shout Factory, who is always good, uh, was giving out uh, MST3K posters 
with their brand new DVDs. So I bought the brand new DVD and then I had to get a pint glass and a mug because apparently I don't have enough mugs in the house. But the pint glass does have the, uh, uh, the, the moon logo on it says, I wonder if there's beer on the sun. So that's kind of fun. Uh, speaking of pint glasses and, and swag, Michael Darwin here gave me a present. He gave me a glass that was made with the logo from, with Mike from the Lost Boys on it. Because uh, uh, you know, because of the 1987 panel, people, a few people gave me things that were related to 1987. But he was the first, and he gave me this beautiful pint glass. And then the We Belong podcast gave me the Funko keychain of Mike to go with it. So I have the matching mm. keychain now, the Funko keychain. You know, the little little guys, right? So I have Michael yeah. uh, from Lost Boys. Matter of fact, my friend and and really close friend of Aaron Marie Bryna. Uh, she actually came to my panel in a shirt that said death by stereo. I didn't know until after the podcast and I saw her in person, you know, I talked to her close face to face that she was wearing. So I was like, awesome. So lost boys kind of surrounded my entire weekend. So, and so thank you again, Michael Darwin for the glass. It was very, very nice of you to give that to me. I I really appreciate that. um... Who it is that makes those? Because they're at like almost every convention. Um, and I had actually purchased for myself a Halloween mug uh, from a convention about a month and a half ago. And when I got home, I saw it was an Halloween mug. There was no H on it. it just and oh. I was able, but I was able to bring it back and, and exchange it with no problems. Uh, and of course, because my wife is an Exorcist fan, I was able to get an Exorcist mug for her. Um, and as soon as I find where it is, I'll let you know uh, what that company is. But um... Yeah, I'll post it to the page. Um, I also uh, also want to thank you because because uh, Michael Darwin also hit two um, lotteries in a row, two raffles in a row. He gave out the package of the second raffle to the people in the audience, to, who, and he gave me a, a signed post, uh, one, uh, fit, uh, one sheet of Stuart Garden. The director, so I, so I have that now. So thank you. I'm looking at it right now as we speak. Uh, it's right on my table. So thank you for that. And I also got a, a slither poster as well. Well, I don't know what that was. Um, uh, oh, okay, I wanted to also. I forgot. I I forgot to give a shout out earlier when it comes to the. Uh, 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 celebrities uh, to uh, Carrie Rumson. Uh, she was the star of Nightmare on Elm Street 2. She also was in Pumpkinhead, which is what I knew her from, and Ghoulies too. Um, I met her on the elevator, and we immediately hit it off. And we were really, ni- and she was really nice to me all weekend. And so I wanted to give her much love. And I went to her table and got her autograph. Uh, and I got the I got the really nice Pumpkinhead poster. So I'm pretty excited about that because I really like Pumpkinhead. So, uh, so, and she did too. So, um, yeah, so I, I take, got that I, uh, I, I bumped into Tracy Toms on the on the elevator. I was pretty sure it was her, um, and then I confirmed it later. Um, but it's she. You know, I have the that picture from the Black Lagoon vest with all the pins on it, and she wanted to like look at all my pins and see you know what I had. So that was kind of cool. But please, if you bump into a slow on the elevator, don't harass them. <laughs> 
Well, but it's also this, this, but I've also met a lot of amazing people on the elevator uh, at Scares the Cares. And, and it's been people like, you know, like Gore walks on, uh, I had uh, uh, Debbie Rajon walk on. Uh, we had the guy from the Night King that, uh, from Game of Thrones. He was on the elevator this time around. Carrie uh, you know, Remsen. Oh, that was a fun uh, one. Oh. Yeah, Brian Keane. Brian Keane. Uh, was on the elevator once, and I finally met him in person. I had not met him in person at really? the at the at the convention. No, I have not met him in person until uh, just like like this on the elevator this year. And as I know, it's crazy. Well, it turns out he's never been up to the second floor till this year, so he had no idea how uh, what was up there. So they're gonna rearrange, you know. So things might be a little different next year. Um, you know, so good luck. Because we do need the, the second floor people need we need love up there. There's some great vendors up there, and they often get missed. So we we like to send as many people up there, including Jesse Horonats, who's always up there, my girl. And I always buy a couple dolls from her. So I got a a a, a, a zombie cheerleader, just a straight up zombie cheerleader. No branding, just a zombie cheerleader because that she was gorgeous. And uh, Lily got Elvira for me. So that was very nice of Lily. Uh, the evil genius, she gave me uh, the Elvira. She bought Elvira. So we have two, two dolls from that. Um, what else did I get? Uh, all your swag, uh, Mike, with the, with the um, a Frisbee and all that. And I'm trying to think what else. I got, oh, my God, and more posters. Uh, so it was like, oh, but, and I bought a bunch of stuff from Project Entertainment as well because uh, they were so nice to me this weekend. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God. So anyway, so that's where I'm at. Erin, um, what do you have for, uh, did you bring back from your convention? Um, a bunch of T-shirts and giveaways. Uh, again, outside the con, uh, the Orville had a thing set up where you could go and uh, tape a little interview of yourself uh, applying for a job on the Orville. Uh, and if you win, you win $25,000 and a chance to go meet the cast on the red carpet when it premieres in L.A. Uh, we got a new trailer for the Orville and looks good, and they gave us a T-shirt as we left. Um, what else did I get for myself? You know, I, I did a lot of shopping for a lot of other people. Uh, when I was at the Star Trek Discovery thing, uh, which, by the way, trailer's looking kind of good. Again, um, we got a lot more Klingons than we did in the past, and could be interesting, although there's, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of controversy. I picked up a couple uh, Mirror Universe Tribbles, which are just these hideous-looking balls of fur with teeth and fangs. So a couple of my diehard Star Trek friends are going to find those in their stockings. I would have done triple for the goatee. Oh, that would be funny, too. A little, uh, that'd be cool, too. Oh, they look, uh, so, they look uh, hideous. They're awesome. So uh, let's get back to Erin Marie and see if she has any stuff that she brought home from her conventioning. Um, Oh, most of my money got spent on the girls, of course. So the only thing I truly brought home or I made sure to bring home was just another Scares the Care t-shirt. I got one of the V-necks, and I'm wearing it right now, as a matter of fact. So that was honestly the only thing I picked up, other than, of course, the swag bag that Michael gave me. 
Yeah, but they know. Oh, and my Free Jack DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You won Free Jack at the panel. I forgot. That was awesome. So I know it's going to a good home. So, and, and, and Mick Jagger has a good place to go. It would answer his bit phone, right? So. <laughs> Free Jack is such ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous movie. So, um, do you have any final thoughts about? And you also, I mean, your kids obviously knocked it once again, knocked it out of the park, Aaron Marie. But you, you might drop off here. So, do you have any final thoughts about of uh, your scares at fairs adventures this year? It is exhausting, <laughs> and you run around like a chicken with your head cut off, and you're hot, and it's so swampy humid, but it is the best time. If I went to no other convention, it would be the one I would go to every year. I feel the same way, and I was really glad that you got up with me and went on the Jeffrey Combs panel, and that was a great way to end our our, our adventures together. It was perfect, was listening, and I got a laugh listening. out of him, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, you, uh, yeah, so Aaron Marie, so he's like, you know, how do you choose between your children? Which one do you choose? And Aaron goes, the youngest, like, out of nowhere. <laughs> it was hysterical. We're all Somebody was asking and, him, if, you know, if he had to choose one of his Star Trek characters, which one was his favorite or most fun to play? And and he looked at the woman, and he was like, do you have children? She said no. He's like, okay, like, well, I'm no, going to ask you again. Pretend listen. you have three children. <laughs> He said, "Yeah, you have children." Have she goes, "Yeah, yeah exactly." So three. she's like, "Yeah, sure, I have three. And he's like, "No, can you pick a favorite?" I was like, "I can, my youngest." <laughs> I, I know a lot of people with kids, pretty... and, and they all say they love their kids equally, but they, you can always tell there's one that they get favored. Uh, yeah, it's the one your baby all... just a little bit more. But it was a good panel. It was way too short at just a half an hour. We were just getting yeah. warmed up. I mean, we didn't. I really. I started with with Stuart Gordon because, like, he's one of my favorite people, and I like to hear stories about working with Stuart Gordon. That's just how it's going to be for the rest of my life. But I really wanted to talk about working with um, on the Would You Rather movie because that movie is kind of an important film for independent filmmaking, and it's you know, and he got he he, he got to really nosh chew a scenery up and apart. And and we didn't get oh, we didn't yeah. get that far into his catalog. I I got to talk to him about Would You Rather at the table. I told him how you know I thought it was spectacular, and to give him such a meaty role like that was you know excellent. I I'm at a loss for words, honestly. It was Jeffrey Combs. Uh, at least I'll get. <laughs> I know. Well, I wasn't lost for words. I was definitely rambling, but I really excited. The picture I took with him looks great. I'm really excited about that. It came out pretty well. Uh, all the handlers did really good at taking good photos. You can tell we've been doing this a minute. <laughs> you know, we know how to do that standard headshot oh. with the whole thing. You know, we got that shit down. So, uh, oh, I know. make sure to always take about three or four just to make sure that you you have exactly what you want. Yeah, exactly. So it's that was great. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Kogan. We should probably pull out pretty soon. So let's get some final thoughts on San Diego Comic-Con. Anything that you need to talk about that we haven't talked about yet. So you still got a couple minutes, but we should start getting off yeah. the air pretty soon. Wrapping it up. Um, Wrap it up, yes. Looking, looking at this year, um, the cosplay, as always, was so much fun. And, again, it's just 
so cool to be around people who have the same level of passion as that you do for the same kind of stuff. And sometimes you will exactly meet someone who's exactly on the same wavelength. I took a picture of uh, a young lady who was cosplaying, and she saw the bag, my shoulder bag I was wearing, had the Star Wars Rebels logo on it. And uh, she and her boyfriend and I just started getting into a really intense, fun conversation uh, about uh, Star Wars Rebels versus uh, Clone Wars versus uh, Jendi Tartakovsky's Clone Wars. And it was just so cool and so heartening. Um, Comic-Con going <laughs> forward, first things first, needs to fix their fucking line problems. There is no reason on God's good green earth why some, anyone should be in line for 24 hours and not get into something. Fix your shit, guys. Hand out wristbands, cap lines, you know, get, get on the stick, because that shit got old quick for a lot of people. And it's just, it ruins the experience. Um, other than I, that, and, um, I'm sorry. I was going to say, and you think after a while they would have figured this out, especially since they renewed their contract with San Diego. So Yeah, we're going to be there for another six years. Oh, by the way, that, that reminds me. I'm so glad you reminded me. This year we broke the C-note mark on parking. Parking at one point costs $100 for a day. What wow. the actual fuck? It's, you yeah. know, and if it was New York City oh, or, or whatever, you know, I could maybe understand it. But San Diego. Oh, California. Uh, so anyway, that shit kind of bothers me. And, uh, you know, offline we can talk about my little adventure with uh, the uh, press department there, the, the press liaison there. But um, I'm still hooked. It's it's still my thing. I would give up Christmas and my birthday to go. If, if, if I had a choice between uh, getting into all four days in preview night or – 500 bucks cash in front of me, I wouldn't even have to think do, about it for a second. Do you know the dates for next year? Uh, they have released the dates for next year. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but, yeah, um, we're, we're going to be there for a while. Um, if things line up next year, I do not think Scares the Cares in San Diego on overlap. They are on different weeks. Oh. So in I, I yeah. So maybe this is the year, year I really try. <laughs> uh, not officially, no, not yet. Um, but uh, I know they gave them the out for Comic Con. The dates for next July, year will be preview night July, Wednesday, July 18th through Sunday, July 22nd, 2018. Okay. So that's a year from now, exactly. So a little bit mm-hmm. less. Uh, so uh, they're already on their way to the next year on the 15 month cycle. That's what these. Um, that's what Ben Penrod said about Awesome Con. I'm sure it's the exact same way for San Diego. Once one's end, you're already working on the next one. So oh, yeah. uh, you know by a month or two. So so let's see. So that's really it. Uh, we're kind of done for the night. Uh, we had a really long conversation. I hope, Aaron, you got everything out you wanted to get out. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll talk about the press off air because uh, you know. But now <laughs> I do know that because there's a lot of things we got to talk about about that conversation, which was really nice that you actually got to talk to someone behind the scenes because it's always good That's to true. see what it's like, get a little peek into the behind the scenes and how things run. Uh, it, you know, it's always I, I'm I'm always fascinated with cast. Uh, creative processes and organizations anyways I love helping out and I really wanted to thank Scares It Cares for giving me that opportunity to do that and and thanking everyone that was on my panel and and, and Tommy for you know, having such a great weekend with him and my girl Erin Marie of course and all the kids and everybody and Joe Ripple and Alfred Guy Brian King uh, you know, all these guys were, were you know we do we worked hard it was hot it was sweaty but we had a great time anyways. So I'm really glad about that. Uh, but don't forget, folks, we do have a few things I wanted to remind people of. I'm starting this weekend on 729 in Oklahoma City. Um, the Ray Harryhausen um, Mystical Menagerie exhibit opens, and I believe it's going to go on the road after it's done there. Um, 150 original models and prototypes, bronze sketches, storyboards, and stop animation of Ray Harryhausen. The reason why I'm reminding people because Ray Harryhausen is like my favorite uh, so go to Oklahoma City and go see that shit. It runs through December 3rd. Rick and Morty starts on 729. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. Got to watch Rick and Morty. Woo! New one. Uh, and Lebowski Fest is on 8-4 in New York City this year. Go go have a white Russian and fucking bowl. Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 will be back here in Baltimore on, the 8, uh, on August 9th. And I will be attending Otacon. On uh, the weekend of the August 11th, with my photographer Kim, the Steelers of Souls, who is also at Scares the Cares. Thank you for the photos. I will be posting an album of our photos up in the next couple of days. And not just Scares the Cares, I also finally uploaded all my photos from my trip to England from 2016. They're about to go up. So uh, uh, look for a bunch of photos on my personal profile, Elizabeth Catherine Gray, if you want to see a bunch of stuff. And you'll get to see all the shenanigans and Scares the Cares and what we did there and all the uh, us in costume and our friends and things like that. There's already stuff there now. Have a look. Aaron's got a bunch of stuff up on the Sexy Witches page. They look for where I always went under the heading because at SCCC 2017. Aaron's posted some stuff from Scares That Cares. There's also a Scares That Cares weekend event group page, and you can go and join that group, and you'd see a lot of photos. Uh, the professional ones have not dropped yet from the con itself, but there'll be a bunch of those, uh, especially of the costume contest. And I can't wait to see what everyone looks like on the professional photo. I can't wait for Aaron's kids to see what they look like and my daughter. It's going to be a great time. So I can't wait to go to Otacon with Kim, and I we will be back after that. I will give a recap on the beginning of our Animation August, our first episode of two. We do two episodes of Animation August every year. Our next show is August 15th. Uh, and once again, will be Rick and Morty, and we'll talk more with, with Aaron Kogan uh, about the Ricky Morton panel and what we what's going to happen. And, what, and, and we'll also have an episode or two of the new season in by that point, so we'll be able to talk about that as well. So Thank and, you, sir, for coming on. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, and we should mention that the Rickmobile is uh, out on the road right now. Uh, they're calling it the Don't Even Trip Road Trip, and the Rickmobile <laughs> looks like a big drooling Rick and has exclusive merch. I'm going to go see it. It was at Comic-Con, but uh, there's so much fucking stuff to do. I, I said I'll wait till it comes to my local comic book shop. That's tomorrow. 
So I'm pretty excited for that. And then it's uh, going to be up in L.A. and in the Valley uh, over the next couple of days. And then I think it goes on to Arizona. So if you're anywhere close to that, go to adultswim.com and look up Rick Mobile and you can get the schedule. And okay, so great. So I was going to say thank you for being on the Sexy Witches tonight. I also want to thank, even though Queenie's being a little quiet tonight because we've been talking about our recaps, but I will say Queenie will have a lot to say during the Rick and Morty episode because she is a fan of Rick and Morty. Is it not true? I believe that's true, right, Queenie? You there, sweetie? I know you've been quiet on mute. I'm probably on mute. Everyone unmutes me. It must be that annoying. Uh, (laughs) So you don't cough in your ear. I see you're still on there, so I can't ever tell if people are on or off anymore on this stupid-ass board. Uh, But anyway, I want to thank uh, Mike Darwin for being on the show again. Uh, You're you're still there, right? I'm still here. By the way, the uh, name of the company that makes those mugs is Super Creeps. Uh, Creeps is C-R-E-E-P-Z. I don't think they have an online page, but they do have a Facebook page. So if you're interested in anything from them, you can go there, and they have their pictures up from Scares of Care as well. All right. Well, then, thank you for being on the show, sir. Uh, we're going to head out soon. And Erin Marie, I, I don't know if you're there. Her phone was about to die. Yep. I think she, yeah. Yep. So thank you At for 1%. being on the show. Yeah, so, I, okay, so thank you for being on the show. And uh, come, you know, and Queenie, I think we lost Queenie. Um, I couldn't tell if she was on or not. So I, I, sorry, Queenie, but you'll have lead off on the Rick and Morty show for sure. Um, you know, it was a very busy weekend for all of us. And thank you for being on the show. So all right, let's again, our next show is August 15th. You can find us on Stitchers, iTunes, whatever you want to, we're, podcasts are given out for free archivist bets on sexy witches don't forget to listen to the necrocasticon and dark discussions podcast and of course the you know nothing john snow podcast which dark which michael darwin's also part of which is the recap that happens simultaneously during the run of game of thrones and excellent to argue with him about game of thrones along with his partners so thank you all again and once again tommy clark and everyone at Scares the Cares and in Santa Cruz with Comic-Con. We're going to leave you tonight with a Green Day song. Oh, my God. Why a Green Day song? Well, this is why. My evil genius is in rock, uh, School of Rock this week, and that is the song they're teaching her, and she's going to sing it on Friday. So it'll be kind of interesting to see my 70-year-old sing a Green Day tune, but, you know, I see why they chose this one. It also was shot in the Richmond Dump, not too far from where I grew up, so it makes me remember home ever so finally. So once again, we are the Archivist Best on Sexy Witches. Blessed be and good soul hunting. Good night now. I'm having trouble trying to sleep. Counting sheep but running out As time ticks by Still I try No rest for cop tops in my mind On my own, here we go Feel like they're gonna bleed Right up in Borgen
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.